Hello guys, welcome to episode number five of the NASCAR series. Here on this Friday evening, evening heading towards six o'clock. So we're gonna start out with our driver of the day. The driver of the day is drum roll, please. Corey LaJoy. Alright, so we're gonna start out with um a video with um calm with um uh I'm going to try, I think, start out with a video. Um, this is with Wolf Team Penske the Crew Chief Move May. He spark new ideas. If you look at our company as a whole, I think uh, the boss man thought this could uh, shake things up and um, spark some new ideas and things, mixing the guys up. And um, just a short time that Joey and I have been together here, this, it really gets you thinking about things that you know just kind of became natural for you when you when you've been with someone with a team for for 10 years just the way you go about business every day and and how you look at things and and your approach into a race weekend and you know when you when you make a change like this it's learning learning each other again and and trying to understand how everyone likes to go racing uh, you know roger always says we you know we all have the same cars and we try to build our build process here everyone's got the same equipment but uh you know i don't play golf but he makes the the reference to you know everyone holds their seven iron a little bit different and i think that's kind of the same way with with the drivers and the crew chiefs of you know we all have the same tools and, and things to work with but you know there's different thoughts and ideas and theories on on how to make it all work and how to use all those things so um, trying to, to understand, you know, where Joey's at on some of those things. And Brad and Joey are both winning championship drivers. So, um, but with that being said, they they have different styles and techniques and, and ways they see the race play out. So um, trying to really understand that and, and, and get the communication part down, that, that'll be the obviously the challenge here early on in the season. That was Series XM NASCAR ready. Video um credits to that citing my sources for that so um I mean uh that was um he's on crew chief for the number twenty two car or Joey Logano next up um we're heading back to the rookies from the first episode about four episodes ago um. This is on the video, Backseat Drivers Debate 2020 Sunoco Rookie of the Year. Here we go. Welcome into Backseat Drivers. I'm Alex Weaver here with Jonathan and Chase on the table. 2020 is looking to shape up to be a great Sunoco rookie class. Uh, we have some other guys in the class as well, but let's focus on the big three because we have Cole Custer, Christopher Bell, and Tyler Reddick all stepping up the cup. I am interested to see what they're going to do on the track all season. It's going to be insane. I've, I've always been behind Christopher Bell as, you know, one of the best drivers that we have right now, but Tyler Ruddick, man, that that guy can just hop into anything and just wheel it, and I mean, we've seen it before, I mean, he hasn't been terrible in the Cup Series a couple starts he's had, you know, he's, he's held his own, so I think he's the first to win out of the three. Interesting that Daytona, too, will be his first race. So I have, I do think out of the three, if you're looking at it, you know, I think Tyler Reddick is probably your best option to win first and probably going to have the most success this year. 
um, Christopher Bell's second on that list, but I do think there is an advantage because I feel like a lot of people feel that way as well. Don't count out the Stone Cold. I I think there's an advantage of Cole Custer kind of being overlooked when people talk about the flashiness of Reddick. Let's not forget that Cole Custer has a team owner that has three Cup Series titles. He's got a uh, a teammate that contends annually for the Cup Series title, Kevin Harvick. So I think, you know, if we re really dig into it, once we get into the season, I think, you know, Cole's got less of a microscope on him, and he might come out and shock some people. But overall, as a whole, I can't remember the last time we had a rookie class like this. Three guys who dominated the year before in the Xfinity Series moving up. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if all three of them, you know, continued for wins, you know, by the end of the season. Oh, I can see all three of them winning, for sure. I wouldn't count that out at all. I just, I, I think Breck's going to do it first, and and I mean, I think Christopher Bell's going to be really good at Daytona to start out in that 95 car there. I mean, look at DiBenedetto last year leading the most laps in the 500, so I think he can do something similar. Bell's also in Bristol. Yeah, that, yeah, that's another one. That's that's perfect, and that's pretty early in the season, so you never know, but I'm going to go with Reddick. All right, early pick for Sunoco Rookie of the Year. Go. Reddick. Bell, just because I want to argue with you. <laughs> I've been saying Reddick, but I'm just going to say Bell because I like to argue with Merriman, like always. So I'm going to go Christopher Bell. I think it's going to be Tyler Reddick, but I'm on the same train with you with Cole Custer. I think Kevin Harvick gets a win in the SHR camp first, but I would not be surprised if the 41 is in victory lane for the second Stuart Haas victory. I can't wait for this, though. I'm excited. This is going to be a, a nice little race within the race. All right. Well, welcome in the big three of Xfinity now to the NASCAR Cup Series. And they're going to start that season in the green flag dropping in the Daytona 500 coming up on February 16th on Fox. We just passed that halfway point by 53 seconds. And it's right when that video stopped. Only like less than 10 seconds ago. Um, I mean, uh... Most of them are just voting on Tyler Reddick. He says he's going to be Rookie of the Year. He's going to win first out of those three. Next up. Uh, anyway, um, we're going to... We're going to... Um, uh, um, uh, I'm going to look at... At Chase Elliott's paint scheme for the Bush Clash. The Dawsonville, Georgia native, have started in on the Bushville for three of his eight career NASCAR Cup starts at the 2.5 mile track. Elliott has finished seventh in two of his three. He starts in the 75 lap at Bush Clash. Elliott, along with his teammates, will attempt to give Hendrick Motorsports together the second consecutive Bush Clash win. Jimmy Johnson won the Range Runner race last year. So it was just um, a small little thing. Uh, anyway, we're going to jump into a flashback. Now, today's flashback is to um, the 2016 Coca-Cola 600. You couldn't do it a couple episodes ago, but we're going to do it today. Um, so Martin Truck won that race. I mean, dominating. Eating by leading 392 of the 400 laps. Can you believe that? He set records by leading the most laps by a driver ever in a race. And um, as well leading the most miles by a driver. Setting lots of records back only three to four years ago. 
was ago in 2016. I mean, 2016s has some good finishes, like a, a like um a couple um like a couple or episodes ago. Um, we were talking about the 2016 Daytona 500. Just to give you, if you don't remember, Hamlin won the race by only four inches over Martin Truex Jr. You're just to give you a heads up. Um, anyway, uh, uh, we're gonna look at, um, com, another video, com, um, cast NBCU Universal launches sports tech and NASCAR a partner. Um, so, uh, anyway, uh, that, I mean, he started on the polls while Martin Truex Jr., um, and led 392 of the 400 laps, so... I mean, that was a pretty good race, but now we got to just go into the video. And then we're almost going to have to end it soon, so just keep that in mind. You know, 100,000 people coming to something they really love. It's exciting. One through ten for us is fan engagement. So there's a unique opportunity for us to create a seamless experience Tim for Clark our fans. Voice. Keep them engaged through an entire event, from the green flag to the checkered flag Fred finish. I think our fans know the sport intimately. They want lap times, pit data. They want to understand what's happening in practice, how the weather is going to impact the track and tire compound. We're bringing that to the fans. The scale of our facilities are incredibly large. Through our mobile applications, we allow people to be able to navigate the facilities, understand the schedule of events, what's going on, where to be. Having technology to give them that information real time is really important. So it's something they expect and have grown to and brings them back time and time again. We have invested close to a billion dollars in technology and connectivity. But more importantly, we need to find new ways to attract future fans. The sport is very innovative. We're always looking for new ideas, new technology to bring in, new entrepreneurs, and we're open to piloting anything. We then can scale across all of our racetracks, all of our events. We're not afraid of risk, so having entrepreneurs who are in startup businesses come in with some new ideas, challenge us, that's what we're really most open to. Think about the passion across the sport to just get a little bit better and a little bit faster. I think that is exactly what we're trying to do as a sport and an organization. And the ability to find partners that can help us just get a little bit bigger and a little bit better, I, I think that's an incredible opportunity. All right, so that's the end. Peace out, goodbye.